Welcome back to another episode of Talkin' Schmodown. This is episode 11, and I am Josh the Merc Rainer, here to bring you all the goodness in the world of the Schmodown from the past week. We had two really good matches. We had Corruption versus World's Finest in a tag team match, and a couple of newcomers, Liz Shannon Miller versus Demi Adejuwebe. So let's get into it, because we are Talkin' Schmodown. Alright, welcome back everybody. I am excited to be here. Uh, I got I was pretty sick last week, so I wasn't able to uh, br- bring in an episode of Talking Schmodown. Though the matches were good last week, so I'm really sad that I, that I, that I missed the, the, uh, the show. But I'm here this week, ready to talk. First thing I want to talk about, this week's Inside Schmodown with Jay Washington. It was a great episode. This was actually probably... My favorite episode yet. Uh, him and Ken got re- got they really got into their characters. You know, things got heated. Uh, it, it really showed how good both Ken and Jay are um, in, in this sphere uh, and on the mic. They really know how to lean into their characters, and I really loved it. Um, Jay went on. He talked. You know, he talked about his career in the Schmodown, the ups, the downs. Uh, you know, from his first match to forming the Misfits to the Viper Squad to where he is now with Janine and Ethan, I, I I really like I said I think this this was probably one of the best episodes that they've done yet. Uh, it was a fantastic example of just pure unfettered kayfabe because you could just tell you know they're like I said before they're really just leaning into their characters and uh, I I really dug that we don't see that very often. On this show, um, but with, with two big personality personalities like uh, Jay Washington and Ken Napsack, I really, I, I really dug what they did. So I was really excited for this one. Uh, these two guys, they are amazing. So I'm really glad that we got to see uh, something for, from the two of them. We also got uh, Christian Harloff went on to uh, Booker T. and Brad Gilmore's ESPN radio show, The Hall of Fame, and talked a bit about the Schmodown. Uh, you can you can catch that over on the... I, I, I'm sure it's on uh, the regular uh, YouTube channel, but I know that it's on the Patreon page. And he talked about the past, present, and future of the show. It was really It was a really cool little interview to uh to see so if you get the opportunity go and check that out then last week uh patrons got a new episode of player profiles this month was uh, a spotlight of the current inner geekdom and tag team champion rachel the crusher cushing don't go and check out these player profiles they're about like you know anywhere from five to ten minutes long usually 
Um, and it, it just kind of breaks down the, the character or the, uh, the player and their, you know, history and, and all that stuff. It's, it was really cool. I really, I really enjoyed it. This one I think was right around seven minutes. So it's not, a, it's not a, a long watch. Um, so if, if you're on the Patreon, go and check that out. Also last week, we got the, uh, official, uh, drop for all the patrons for the February exhibition match, which was Jay Washington versus Winston Marshall in a Black History Month match. This was really a, a fun match to watch. These two had, they, you know, they were, because these exhibition matches are a bit looser, you know, they're, you know, they don't, they're not, because they're not for the actual standings, they don't, uh, they're not so serious. So they get to have a bit more fun during these matches. And you could really see Jay and Winston just kind of having fun with it and really enjoying, uh, you know, their time uh, behind, you know, answering these questions and, and and celebrating Black History Month with it. It was really a cool match. So if you haven't seen it, definitely go check it out. You know, all you gotta do is sign up for the Patreon for one dollar a month, and you can check out these uh, exhibition matches two weeks after they air, which is uh, where we are right now. Actually, it's about right now is about three weeks after it aired, but. Uh, yeah, so go and check this one out. Um, I think I'm going to start doing uh, bonus episodes for these exhibition matches because uh, Emma had had said that you can submit stuff like that and, and she can uh, you know make it exclusively available for the patrons. So I think that's something that I'm going to start doing. Start making um, like private links for for. Uh, special bonus episodes and submit it for the Patreon. I think that'd be really cool. Give something something extra to the patrons to uh, listen to. Then we get into our first match. It's Corruption, Mike Kalinowski and Chance Elson versus the world's finest, Winston Marshall and Eric Zipper. So it's the week of Winston Marshall with uh, this match and the exhibition match. And And as I'll talk about, uh, at the end, he has another match coming up th- this week, so it's like yeah, it's like Winston, a lot of Winston Marshall uh, right right around here. So he's really getting getting his name out there. The opening scene, it's a corruption a corruption team meeting. All the members are there. Uh, they're just kind of talking about strategy and all this stuff. It was a, it was an interesting scene. Um, the one thing about it is I, I didn't care for the camera work. Uh, I really think it could have been better. It was real, like, kind of all over the place. And I don't know. It just kind of bugged me. I understand they're kind of going for this more natural feel, which is cool, which they've done better in other uh, promos. But but for some reason, this one, I, I really think it could have used a little bit of, a little bit of work. So, But we'll, we'll see, uh, you know, what they do in the future with that style. So we get into the match, Roxy Stryer is on the desk, and she is so excited to be there. It was really cool to see her on the on the desk with Christian. Um, I, I really like, I, I love Roxy, you know, whether it's, you know, Hypothetical Questions or Collider Live, I really enjoy seeing her, you know, uh, pop up around uh, various things, and so I was really happy to see her on the desk, and, and just the enthusiasm that she had, it was infectious. So out first was World's Finest, followed by Corruption, and we hop right into the match. This was a fairly back-and-forth kind of match. 
really, up until the last couple of questions, they were they were real close, within a couple of points of one another. Uh, by the like the fifth question or so uh, is where things really kind of started to fall behind for World's Finest. Uh, they ended their their round fifteen to eleven. Mike ended up with a perfect round, but he didn't miss his bonus question. So World's Finest ended up four points behind uh, in in round one, and that is a like, when you're doing a normal three round match. You that is not where you want to be, you know. Both Winston and 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 Eric Zipper they they did decent during this match. Winston got five points, Eric got six. That that that's that's you know it's five is I think the average, six is de- is, is decent. But the fact that they're up against a couple of guys who really know their stuff. Like I said, Mike Kalinowski got a perfect round. And Chance only missed one question. So when when you have guys like that who, between the two of them, only miss one question, you got to really be on the ball. And to miss you know a total of five uh, questions between the two of them, world, yeah, World's Finest was definitely in, in a bit of trouble here at the end of round one. Now we get into round two. Corruption spins 80s movies. Decides they don't want that. They re-spin and land on Kevin Smith. Now, this always excites me. I love seeing Kevin Smith, uh, the, the that, that wheel slice, uh, any, every time it pops up. And I'm always like, oh, please, please, please land on Kevin Smith. Because I am really good at the Kevin Smith stuff. And I managed to get all six of these questions right. So it's funny, like, kind of going through and seeing... Uh, the corruption. They they actually had a bit of a rough time with this. Out of six questions, twelve possible points, they only managed to make to to hit three of them for five points. They made they made less than half of the possible points. It was rough. They went to multiple choice three separate times, only hit one of the multiple choices. Uh, they like I said, they missed three. And World's Finest was able to steal two of those three for three uh, points for the steals. And ended that portion of the round 20-14. to 14. So right now, six points behind when they still have their round to go. So it's like, because Corruption had a rough round two, it made it seem like, oh, hey, World's Finest, they're, they're still in this. They have a chance. They, you know, they have a shot... To come back after that, after that tough round one that they had, so when they get up to the wheel, they spin action adventure. Decide to spin away from it because you know that is a very broad kind of uh, category. You never know what's going to pop up in there, so they respin and they land on James Bond. Now this this was interesting because for anybody who's been Watching the Schmodown for for really any amount of time would know that James Bond is a huge strength for Mike Kalinowski. So this is one of those instances where it's like, oh man, if you miss, the your opponent is going to to nab that question, and he did just that a, a, a couple of times during this match. 
World's Finest missed two out of their six. Uh, they ended up with a total of six points. So they did okay. You know, like I said, Corruption only got five points. But World's Finest ended up with six. However, Corruption did get two steals for a point each. Total of two. Uh, because, like I said, Mike Kalinowski, he knows his James Bond. Ending the round 22-20. to 20. So they really... World's Finest was really able to to kind of bounce back from that rough round one in in, in a kind of rough round two, really. But they, because of what happened with Corruption's round two, they were really able to bounce back. And I I really think that that World's Finest played this round really smartly because knowing that 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 Mike Kalinowski is amazing in this category you know anytime they did not know an answer they went straight to multiple choice and that's what you got to do because you want to minimize any possible steals that your opponent can get so uh, of all their questions they ended up going to multiple choice four times out of the six and you know they missed two which resulted in steals but they hit the other two so I really think that was it was a smart play. It only allowed corruption to to gain two points instead of you know just throwing a guess out there and having him gain four total points. You know that that really would have would have kind of like put the nail in the coffin uh, for this match. I think. So I think it was really smart a smart way for them to to go uh, about this round, knowing. That Mike Kalinowski was uh, a pro at this this category. Then we hop into round three. Uh, Winston's up first for the two point question, misses. Then uh, Eric Zipper is up for the three point and hits it, which puts it back over to uh, Corruption. Mike gets the two point, bounces back to World's Finest for their five. Okay, now here's where it is. We have the question. The shortened version of the question is, you know, essentially, who played the main character uh, in, in the, the movie Adrift? The answer was Shailene Woodley. They get the answer. First off, I don't think that this is really a five-point question. You don't have to have seen this movie to know the answer to this. You could have seen a poster. You could have seen uh, one trailer. You could have just heard about this movie. She's a big enough actress to where you may have, you know, n- known what it was. I really don't think that this this may be a three point question at the most. Really don't think this was a five point uh, question. And so it goes back to corruption. Obviously, chance he gets his three chance milked it. Just like like Mike does, just like like Ben Bateman, but not he didn't do it nearly as well, and kind of kind of kind of an, an annoying thing to to have to sit there and watch. To be completely honest with you, and then on to Corruption's five, and of course they hit it. They milked the hell out of this one, uh, which you know you know like I said for the previous question was a bit annoying. And this was another e- fairly easy five pointer in my opinion. What 2010 remake of an 80s classic had the tagline? A challenge he never imagined. A teacher he never expected. So, like I said, I think this was a fairly easy question. You know, to 2010 remake, 
So first off, you know it's a remake, and you got the year. Of an 80s classic. An 80s classic. Not just an 80s movie, but an 80s classic. So right there, okay, you're thinking, okay, what 80s classics you know, can, can, can we come up with? And then that tagline. A challenge he never imagined. A teacher he never expected. It really spells it out when you put it, when when you really put it all together. I really think this is more of a three point, uh, another three point kind of question. I really, I don't know. I, I maybe it's just me. I got it right away, um, and I'm sure they knew it right away. And I, I I'm sure that they were milking this and and you know blew their their two JTE rules just because they could, but. Uh, I, I don't know. I felt like this was super easy. It, was, it ended up being the Karate Kid. And I I don't know. I, I was really disappointed in the uh, the weight of these five-point questions. Now, I'm glad that, you know, uh, World's Finest was able to get theirs. And I'm glad that it wasn't necessarily, like, unfair. Like, they both got easy five-point questions. So it wasn't weighted one way or the other. It wasn't like... Oh, world's finest got screwed because they got a you know a, a normal a much harder question than corruption or you know vice versa. Um, but I don't know. I just feel like they need to kind of go back through and really look at how they're uh, weighting these questions when it comes to the two threes and fives, particularly the fives, because they the five pointers really they do they need to be difficult. You know that's a lot of points, so I, I, it shouldn't just be a giveaway. These are the kinds of questions that are make it or break it, that win and lose games, and they should be a bit more difficult. I'm not saying like insanely like, oh man, no one would ever get that, so you're never, you know, you're guaranteed not to get your five points, but more difficult than something like like that. But either way, corruption wins, 32 to 28. It was actually like a really good, you know, really good game with. World's Finest getting 28 points. That's nothing to scoff at. You know, overall, they did pretty damn well uh, in this match. So they they did great. World's Finest did great. They did come close. But, you know, you could tell at the end of the match, Zipper, you know, seemed pissed off. He, stor- you know, he stormed off the stage. And as I'm watching this, I'm like, oh, man. You know, with the kind of stuff that he was talking about during the uh, opening promos and now this, it's like, is is World's Finest going to split up after this? You know, we haven't really seen them in a while. And the way he was talking, that's what it sounded like. And lo and behold, that's exactly what happened, you know. Zipper bails. He he he, he blames Winston for, you know, all, all, all the troubles and everything. Um, <laughs> Eric, for some weird reason, decides to take off his shirt. Because he said he doesn't deserve to wear this Captain America shirt. And he didn't have an undershirt on, so it was kind of an awkward moment. But it makes me wonder, because will he join corruption? You know, it, It's a thing that he says that Grace said to him that he could be something great. And so it got me thinking, during... Corruption's uh, post interview. Jen Sturger asked, you know, Stacy, what was next for her and all this stuff, and she said that she's, you know, 
going to be getting a partner so she could do teams. And then obviously, you know, they, they didn't reveal who the partner would be or anything. So it makes me wonder, will Eric Zipper join Corruption and maybe be her partner? She did recently partner with Winston during the Anarchy Tournament and did not do well. So maybe she'll take Winston's partner from him and kind of go from there. So I don't know. I think it could be interesting uh, to kind of see where they go uh, from this. I gotta say, uh, in reference to Roxy being there, I loved all the the various Collider Live references. Uh, She did some at the beginning, she did more at the end. It was real fun. As someone who watches Collider Live all the time, uh, I really loved it. And speaking of Collider Live, real quick, for those of you who uh, listen to my After Live podcast, things are changing. Um, I will no longer be hosting the After Live podcast uh, things have become very, very hectic in my life, so I have uh, opted to uh, essentially expand the brand, I brought on some new people who I'm really excited uh, for them to get started on this, uh, who will be uh, essentially rebuilding the, the show, uh, kind of making it their own. It'll be... Uh, probably three people, probably like a three-man crew, just kind of making the show their own. So within the next couple of weeks, expect to see some new episodes of After Live uh, with a whole new format, whole new crew. I think it'll be really exciting. I am super excited to uh, hear uh, what they got and, and to hear them kind of push this forward and push the brand forward. So keep an eye out for that. So back into this, we have uh, the end scene from this match. It's Roxy. She confronts Grace about what she did to her, about sending her out to uh, Orange County or wherever it was. Of course, Grace denied it all. This was, for one, I like the camera work here. Um, I liked it better than the the opening scene, and I liked it better than the uh, the phone the, the the video phone call that they did the previous week. Or two weeks ago. Um, and I gotta say, I think this was some better acting from Roxy this time around. I think she she uh, she she really refined what, what was going on here. I really I really dug uh, this scene. Then we get into match two. It's Lightning Liz Shannon Miller versus the electric lemon Demi Adejawebe. These uh, two new two rookies coming into the league. And uh, I was really excited to see what what they what they had. You know, you had no preconceived notions of of these people. Um, there there are a little okay okay. Let me let me kind of backtrack a little bit. When I say there's no preconceived notions, it's just that we've not seen them do anything. However, Liz Shannon Miller has been touted as the next Ethan Irwin uh, by. By Ethan himself, he he even he, he even said this. So this is a lot for her to live up to. Um, I, I'm gonna say this, you know. Now I'll preface the match by saying I don't really think that she quite lived up to uh, Ethan Irwin uh, level uh, uh, of standard, but she did extremely well. And so let's get into it, and we'll kind of kind of go over uh, how how they both did during this match. Roxy's back on the desk, uh, joined by Ken Knapsack this time around. 
I, it's so it's so funny how how excited she gets. I love it. It's really it's endearing, um, and and I love that just excited, enthusiastic attitude that she has while doing these and, and just getting the chance to say, "Let's get ready to schmow down." She loves it, and it's so fun to watch. It really kind of it put a smile on my face, so I thought that was really cool. So Demi came out first, followed by Liz, and then we hop right into the questions. They both, you know, they both hit their first question, but then we get to the second question. And it's the question is which lethal weapon movie was the introduction of Leo Getz? And they both get it wrong. They both say uh Lethal Weapon 3. This this one I was like Oh, it's Lethal Weapon 2. I thought it was just like, I thought this was a super easy question. So I was really shocked when they both got it wrong, especially answering uh, number three. Number three is where Rene Russo uh, really comes in. But yeah, man, Leo Getz, he's there from the second movie on. And uh, so, yeah, I was a bit shocked when I saw that. The rest of the round's pretty uneventful. Uh, they they stay real close to one another. Uh, Demi misses one extra question throughout it, so uh, it ends the match or the, it ends that round seven to six. Like I said, it, uneventful really, but you know they they really managed to just kind of answer questions. You know they they showed what they had for that round and just just answered questions. You don't always need a lot of flash and and, and controversy in in these matches to make them to make them good. So. You know, just because something is uh, kind of easy and straightforward and, and 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 just simple like that doesn't mean that it's bad. You know, they they both put on a great first round, so I was I was happy to see that for their debuts. So we get into round two. Liz defers to Demi, who spins modern classics, and then respins and lands on new releases. He seemed pretty excited about this, so. We get into it. He misses his first question, which is never a good sign. Uh, however, Liz also misses the steal, so it didn't really hurt him too badly, especially since he manages to go on and hit two points on all three of his other questions, uh, ending his portion of the round 7-12. Uh, to 12. Then Liz spins and lands on movie release dates and says no to that one and respins and lands on Spielberg movies in which they make the joke, uh, there will be no Netflix movies in this category, which I thought that really, uh, it's such a simple and kind of stupid joke, but for some reason it just made me laugh. I had to like pause the video, that's how much I was laughing because I didn't want to miss anything. It, I don't know why, but it really hit hit the funny bone for me. Uh, real hard. So Liz goes on to uh, sweep her category here, uh, only going to multiple choice one time, getting seven out of eight possible points, ending the round 14 to 12. So this was a really good round for Liz. She only missed one question in round one and only uh, and then only had to go to multiple choice uh, once in round two. So, so far, she she's doing really well out of the uh, 12 questions that she's asked. Only missed uh, one. And, uh, I mean, she yeah, she did miss that steal, but technically it wasn't her question. So, I'm, I'm not necessarily counting that against her uh, when it comes to that. 
Then we hop into round three. Goes back and forth uh, for the first question. They both answer. And then uh, Demi misses both his three and his five. And that was rough. Um, Obviously, that means that Lightning Liz Shannon Miller wins the match. With the score being 16 to 14. I mean... It, it, this was it was a good match. It, you know, Demi had a rough final round. Um, he he did well in the first round. Like I said, he 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 only missed two questions in that first round, and he only missed one question in the second round. So he did really well. It's just that third round, and sometimes that's where people get hung up. Those third round questions, they they can you know, it's all about what numbers you pick, it's all about what questions you get. They can be difficult sometimes. Sometimes they can be way more difficult. Than you know other matches. You know we had in the previous match we had two softball five pointers, but you know that doesn't always happen. So, and like I said, you know uh, as far as Liz Shannon Miller goes, uh, I wouldn't like I said I wouldn't quite call her the next Ethan Irwin. She did great. She only missed that one question, not including the the missed steal. Um, but for some reason, it just didn't feel like like Ethan Irwin level. Uh, it just it didn't have that same gravitas to. The gameplay, I don't know what it is. Um, maybe if she had hit that steal, maybe I would have felt that way. I don't I don't know. Uh, but or, or maybe if they had been able to kind of get to the end, have her get to the end, have a higher, higher you know, uh, a total score. I don't know. I don't know exactly what it was. Even though she did, like I said, she did fantastic. It just didn't have that same feeling that... Uh, that I, that I had when you know watching that first Ethan Irwin match, so I don't know what it is, but I'm excited to see uh, where she goes from here, and I'm excited to see where Demi goes from here as well. Uh, I really liked I really liked his personality, and so I'm excited to see the Electric Lemon do his thing as well. So we got an end scene here. It was a behind the scenes of uh, Inside Schmodown's the uh, episode with Stacy Howard. And it was Ken and Stacy kind of talking before they started filming the episode. He uh, mentions a revenge tour for Stacy Howard and how she wants to take on Janine the Machine, her former uh, teammate from the Viper Squad. So I- I'm excited to see uh, her, her kind of go on this revenge tour. Uh, I-, I, d- I dig that. So I'm excited to see Stacy get back into uh, the game. Speaking of Janine the Machine, I I recently reached out to Janine about doing a new logo for Talking Schmodown. She uh, sounded like you know she had some some cool ideas, so I'm really excited to see what she comes up with. Um, Janine is is an amazing artist, so go and check out her stuff over on her uh, you know on her Facebook page and all that. Um, it's good. It's, it's fantastic stuff. She is an amazing artist, so I'm excited to see what she comes up with for a new logo for uh, for this show. All right, and that wraps up everything for this week's episode. You know, we had a couple of couple of really good matches, so I I, I, I was really excited for it to get back into it after being sick last week and missing out. Um, I was really I was really bummed to miss last week, but I was I I could barely get out of bed most of the week. That's how sick I was. So. So on next week's episode, we have a doubleheader, the Inner Geekdom match, uh, Emily Rose Jacobson versus Winston Marshall again, 
and a tag team title match between the Shire Wolves and Critically Acclaimed. Uh, that doubleheader is currently up on uh, Patreon for all the patrons right now for you know all the dollar and up. So if you're a patron, you can watch that right now. If you're not a patron, you you know go over and sign up for one dollar a month, and you can watch that now, or uh, you'll just have to wait until Thursday when it drops on the uh, YouTube channel. Uh, and then on Friday, uh, we will see the John Roca versus Mark and Draco match. The winner of this match will play Ether Irwin and William Bibiani in a triple threat number one contender match uh, for the singles title. So I think that's really exciting. I'll be uh, real excited to see. Uh, you know how how that match shakes out, and I th- John Roca and Mark and Draco, two heavy hitters in the Schmodown. I think it's going to be a fantastic match, and having this double header, uh, I'm I'm super pumped to see uh, the Shire Wolves and Critically Acclaimed, and to see this uh th- this Inner Geekdom debut match for Emily Rose Jacobson and Winston Marshall. I'm really excited for that. Also, uh, I think uh, I think it's up right now. Actually, a new episode of Inside Schmodown with the Beast, William Bibiani. Make sure to go check that out. And be sure to watch this Saturday, the free-for-all three, 40 competitors. It's going to be a wild ride. So be sure to check that out. And then the following week, I will discuss that. Uh, I'm so happy that you all joined me today. Make sure to head over to social media. I'm on uh, Facebook, and at Merck with a movie blog, and I'm on Twitter and Instagram at movie blog Merck. You can always just search the hashtag Talkin' Schmodown. That's T A L K I N and Schmodown. And make sure to uh, head over to uh, my YouTube channel as well. It's at Merck with a movie blog. Subscribe there. Uh, I've been doing some trailer reactions. I'm going to start doing more uh, mini reviews over there as well. And I'm also contemplating doing the uh, these podcasts in a video form. I'm putting them up on the YouTube channel. So if that's something that you think you'd be interested in, let me know. Uh, you know, tweet me or you know, Facebook me or whatever. Uh, let me know if you if you'd like uh, it up on the YouTube channel. All right, and that about wraps everything up for me. Again, I am Josh the Merc Rainer, owner of Merc the Movie Blog, and we have been talking Schmodown.